Today, I've got a big fucking announcement. On Wednesday, July 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern, myself and the amazing lifestyle apparel brand, Fuel Hunt, are dropping our Do What You Can't merch collab. Do What You Can't is an unoriginal mantra that I've embodied in all my life's accomplishments. I was told, you can't open a gym. Nobody will ever join. Then it was, you can't buy a commercial building. You don't have enough money. And how about when I was told, you can't create a new micro gym model. Everything has already been done. Well, guess what, fuckface? All those things you said I can't do, I did. I grew my business from a lonely park boot camp to one of the most successful gyms in town. I saved my money, busted my ass, and I bought a million-dollar building. I separated my brand from the pack by studying the industry and creating a microgym model that had never existed prior. Do What You Can't is a life mantra that gives permission to anyone with the dream to ignore the doubters, put their head down, and get to work. So go check out the link in my bio and pre-order your Do What You Can't merch. If you've owned any apparel from Fuel Hunt, you know these guys only use the highest quality fabrics and create the dopest designs in the game. So head on over to the link in my bio or check out fewwillhunt.com and start rocking a public fuck you to those who say we can't. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Here's a, a statement that might not make some of you very optimistic about the future, but I'm, I'm going to come back around and explain why you need to be. Gym owners who build successful gyms rarely, rarely, rarely ever build wealth. One more time. If you're a gym owner and you, you grind it out 10, 15 years, the first four to five years you were figuring it out, then you caught stride and you were doing really well and you hired a staff and you're making a fuck ton of money and you're profitable and you buy a home and you got, you got all the things. Rarely do gym owners establish real wealth. Now, the reason being for that, there's a couple of them. Number one, the cash flow isn't high enough for most micro gym owners, the, unfortunately, most micro gym owners run under a model where there's not enough margin, there's not enough cash flow uh, to to be able to do anything with, to really do anything with it to acquire wealth, right? If you're, you know, after you pay yourself, uh, you know, you're netting, you know, ten thousand dollars a year from the business, and probably just there's not enough there. Now, in businesses in micro gyms where there is a ton of cash flow and there is a lot left over, they're running on good margins. Um, and again, like I, the best margins I've seen in the fitness industry with people who are not doing like also online and also supplement and also, you know, some other low overhead services, you know, is going to be like the best I've ever seen is 30%. That, that's, that's what, for a, for a brick and mortar gym, that's really, that's good. It's, it's very good. You'd get, you know, if you have that, give yourself a fucking high five. And if you have that, you then you do have the possibility, depending on how high up you get that cash flow on a 30% margin, to create wealth. But though, again, going back to why we don't see this too often, gym owners don't, there's not enough cash to be able to do stuff with wealth. And with wealth, we're talking investing that. That could be real estate, that could be you know the market, index funds, that could be other projects, whatever it may be but it's putting the money to go to work for you. Now, 
if that's the case, and I'm sitting here saying like gym owners never really acquire wealth, well, then what what do they acquire? Like, what what are we doing? We essentially most gym owners have a good paying. If you do it right, you have a really good paying job, and then eventually you could have a very good paying business, right? Where you have you're separated by a few degrees. You've got a couple people underneath you that manage everything, and you know that's it. Like I've always said, though, the thing with the micro gym industry is you're never so insulated that you know two people quit or one quits and one fires or one gets hit by a car and the other catches COVID and dies. You're back in it. You are right back in it. You're always generally like one or two people away from having to go right back to fucking work. So here's what I would, um, here's you know my thoughts about around building wealth and things like that for gym owners. And I'm doing an entire deep dive into this in the micro gym university. Um, we're about to, I'm about to announce some like big change. I'm pretty much giving away micro gym university, uh, the, the current version of it. Cause we've got, I'm just sitting on all these new courses that I'm about to drop as well. So keep an eye out for that. I got presents for you guys for free. Um, but anyway, developing wealth as a gym owner, this is probably your best alleyway. Now, again, it's not the only one. It's the only one I'm ultimately familiar with uh, because I've done it. I'm actually living it as we speak. But your goal as a gym owner, and I've talked about this in the four ways to exit the business. Again, as recap for any of you guys who maybe hadn't listened to that podcast or you're not in that uh, micro gym university, you either sell it, you become a shareholder, you replicate it as a license or a franchise, or you liquidate it. Okay, that was, that's essentially your exits for as a micro gym owner. Now, there are other scenarios which aren't really exits, but wealth scenarios and strategies where you do very well. You establish high margins, you have cash flow, and you make sure that you don't need the money. Like you live like you were when you fucking started the gym. I remember when CrossFit South End was just fucking humming. We're doing half a million a year. We are sitting probably, I'd say we're probably like at 26 percent margin and we're just humming that money I wasn't living like a fucking baller I wasn't really working there anymore I kind of came and hung out I wrote the programming like I, I, I was loving life like it was probably some of the best years at the time like at my at the time I was like this is as good as it's ever gonna get um, little that I know but that was my I was able to shelf money away, shelf it away, and then I was able to inject that into a, a real estate opportunity. Many of you guys know my story of me buying a building in Charlotte. So that was my way of being like, hey, I'm a gym owner, I'm doing really good. But I know the only ways for me to really exit are to sell, to become a shareholder, which I kind of was at that point. Um, then I need to or replicate, replicate the model or I have to liquidate it. And obviously nobody wants to liquidate it. So as a shareholder, essentially, where I'm pretty much removed from the business, I am collecting a check, and I am saving and stuffing that money away, it allows you to then play in other opportunities, again, like real estate. Now, real estate is the, the most common wealth strategy play here for most of us because we can get really good SBA 504 loans, we can put our gym in there, um, and we can have the gym there for a period of time and then eventually do whatever we want with the building, sell it, lease it, do whatever. Now, the thing with a wealth strategy is, and the reason gym owners, again, 
generally don't always end up in, in having wealth. They they fade out, they fizzle out, they sell, they liquidate. And when I say sell, they don't sell very profitably. Um, it's generally because a lot of them don't understand the real end game. Like, and I've I've made a, a podcast on this. It's something to do with I think the title was your first. You know, your first uh, business isn't going to be your last business, or the business you start with won't be the business you end with. It's something like that. It's a recent podcast in the past sixty days, and it's because a lot of gym owners need to realize, like, okay, you love fitness, and you started a business to make money in the realm of something you love. But the one thing you have got to keep in mind here, okay, the the number one thing you've got to keep in mind is that at the end of the day, your love and, and daily desire to be around fitness will not go, um, it will not match in 30 years. It just simply will not be matched. And if anyone here thinks like, no, I'm going to love fucking coaching till I'm 65 years old, like, I... Listen, it doesn't take a fucking genius or anyone with an I, you know, uh, even a, a below average IQ to realize, hey, it, it's probably fair to say that the things you enjoy when you're 35 and 40 aren't going to be the same things you're going to want to be doing and enjoy when you're 65 and 75. That's just fair to say. And I hear that, like, I've given this conversation, like, Q&As at panels and at seminars and stuff like that, and I've talked about this, and people are like, no, nah, Stu, but that's your journey. I want to be a coach forever. I'm like, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. I truly don't think you believe that. What I truly believe is I think you're scared because you don't know what else you would do. You don't know what that next thing would be. You don't know how to create the wealth to give you the opportunity to not have to have the gym anymore, but to still be in the fitness industry and making money. Because that's what I think ultimately what most of us want. We enjoy the fitness industry. We enjoy fitness. But there's a certain point where you don't want to be a technician or a manager in a fitness business anymore. You don't want to be the coach coaching all the classes. And then once you evolve from that, you don't want to be the person having to you know, manage all the staff. And when they call out, you've got to cover and you're having to do the managerial responsibilities. We want to ascend to the actual entrepreneur, someone who can establish wealth and then stay in the industry if they so choose. You know how many gym owners died during COVID? And not like died like death, but like their businesses went under during COVID? Very few of them are still in the fitness industry because they didn't know what to do next. Now, a lot of them maybe have pivoted and went online and they're still in the fitness industry, which I'm, that's a cool story in my opinion. But there's a lot of you guys that are like, no, I want to be in the fitness industry forever. You're just, this podcast is bullshit. Like, you quit trying to talk me out of this about being a gym owner. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. You got the four options of exiting the business, which I've already reiterated twice now. You've got those and you can stay in it. Like ultimately the wealth path that I've like worked with others in creating ultimately comes down to something that looks a lot like this, all right? It looks a lot like establish a gym, you know, grow through your growing pains, bust your ass, grow that thing into a very, very successful, good margin, cash flow positive business. Then take that cash flow positive and reinvest it into something. It could go into, I mean, I don't think a high, even a high yield savings account is necessarily the best place, but put it somewhere where the money can work for you. Maybe it goes into a high yield savings until you get enough money to invest in this project or uh, put money into the commercial real estate scene or whatever the fuck it may be. Once you do that, you now have your true 
wealth strategy. The gym is not that wealth strategy. Now, if you're gonna open again, if you're like, I'm gonna franchise, I'm gonna have 20 locations in fucking five years, I'm like, cool, that's, then that's a different scenario. But for most of us, your gym will not be your wealth strategy. The money the gym makes you deploys and kicks off your wealth strategy. So you can then take it and you can put into something, like I said, let's say it was commercial real estate because that's such an easy one. I mean, guys, when I say it's easy, it's fucking easy. I get on and do two consulting calls per month, easily at least two, where I am walking gym owners how to get into the commercial real estate even when they don't think they have enough money. It's not like it's not crazy. It, it just requires um, uh, certain individuals to work very hard to create certain opportunities. That's ultimately what it comes down to. But that, I mean, you know, commercial real estate would be one, and now that's your wealth strategy. And now you're like, okay, well, I still have this gym. Maybe I bought a building that I rented, or maybe I bought another building, and I bought this other building, and I'm not going to rent it for myself. Someone else is renting it for me, right? And so that is now a, that is now a wealth-growing asset, Someone else is paying the mortgage on it. But let's just take the common scenario. If you buy the building, you're in it now. You're like, okay, cool. Well, I need to keep the wheels, you know, on the, I need to keep this thing afloat because it's got to keep paying the mortgage. How do I then go and slowly start building more wealth, but while staying in the fitness industry? Well, you've got the gym and it's doing well, obviously. If you've made enough money to be able to buy a building and put out a down payment or get into one of these unique situations I talked about earlier, or I alluded to earlier, I did not talk about it. You got to get on a call with me for that. Um, only because I need specifics. It just, I can't spit all that to you guys. It would make no sense. Then your, if you've been able to do all that, your gym's probably a decent machine, right? It's got its flaws like any other fucking business, but it's probably a decent cash flow earning machine. So what I would tell you to do is to then start thinking about how to parlay your free time, because you're not working in the business as much anymore, how to parlay that into another revenue stream that doesn't require another building, doesn't require a bunch of people, has very little overhead. Very similar to what I did with WTF Gym Talk. Right? I told you like I was kind of mapped with this wealth strategy that I'm mapping is very similar because it was my path. I started a extremely low overhead company in WTF Gym Talk that makes me all my, like, you know, in, in full transparency, like WTF Gym Talk makes me more money than I could ever make as the owner of Urban Movement or CrossFit South End. There's just no, it just, there's no way. The best micro gym in the world couldn't make me as much. Now it took me six years to get to that with WTF. But what I will tell you is that I'm still in the fitness industry. I still get to be in the fitness industry. I just now have now three things going on. I've got the gym, I've got the real estate, and then I've got this other thing. Now, guess what happens when I become 45 and my daughter, uh, maybe she wants to, you know, I don't know, she wants to move, the, or I move to California, my kid, like, or that, that'd be fucked up. Her mom would never let me do that. You get the idea. I'm just coming up with a scenario, but where I want some flexibility in my life. I either want to retire as a gym owner, I want to move, because how many gym owners are landlocked to a state? Uh, all of them. Whatever state your gym is in, you're generally landlocked there, unless you're gonna give remote ownership a try, which, again, if you can pull it off, fuck, that's, that's that top-level operator shit. But let's say like something changes. I want to go live in the lake, which is an hour away. I want to go move to another city. I want to move to another country. I want to invest a bunch of money in another project. What, whatever it fucking is. 
I've got options. I've got a ton of fucking options now. I've got this thing that's doing really well. I sold the four ways to exit it, sell it, shareholder, replicate it, whatever. But I also, at the same time, have got this real estate wealth play. Someone could come buy the building. I could lease out to someone else. And then I've got this low overhead thing. So the, the WTF. So for you, you're like, well, what would I do? Am I gonna be a consultant? Am I gonna be a guru fuckface like you? Well, at that point, trust me, if you, buy a, if you did well enough in your business to buy a building, yes, you 100 gazillion bazillion fucking percent could be your own version of what it is I do. And don't fucking lump me in with those goddamn Martians, those fucking piece of shit digital marketing fuckface gurus. You know your boy is not that at all, right? I provide custom tailored solutions to micro gym owner problems. That's what I do. Well, you might not maybe have maybe like, again, maybe you don't have um, the breath to be like, well, I want to be a business consultant, but I, I, I would definitely take money, a fee to talk with somebody about you know, how they, how I went about buying a building so that I can help them avoid mistakes. Like I told you, I'm doing at least two of those per month. They're very lucrative phone calls. And, but all that's consulting is, is that somebody with experience talks to somebody without experience. That is literally all we are discussing here, people, in consulting. Now, let's say you don't want to do consulting. You don't want to be a fucking me or a fuckface marketing guru. That's fine. What else could you do in the fitness industry? Because that's where all your knowledge is. And I'm assuming you don't have another skill set. A lot of you guys are actually really good at things. You're coders. You have other industry expertise. You have other gigs. I'm talking about a gym owner who doesn't have any of that. What could you do? You could, you could start an online thing, right? I've got, you know, I've mentioned the Enduro Method group that, uh, you know, they own a gym and now they've got this amazing online fitness programming for dirt bike industry. Such a niche fucking concept that they absolutely will kill with. I truly believe. Now, listen, the goal of this comment, this podcast, I know it's a longer one it, on this wealth like creation strategy for a gym owner. It needs to be understood that your gym is probably not going to create your wealth. It's going to create your opportunity to be wealthy. One more time. The gym is not going to create your wealth. It is going to create your opportunity to be wealthy because you use the cash from the gym to fund your wealth strategy. Now, and I, I'm not trying, I, again, I keep going back to this because I believe so many of us are romantic. Like, no, if you, you, you're gonna, if that, that's bold, that's selling out. You should be able to make a killer business as a gym owner and never get involved in anything else and just be a gym owner. And if you still have that viewpoint now at this, at this stage, shoot me a DM on Instagram. All I wanna do is talk with you and I, want, I think I'll be able to do a better job kind of explaining this to you over audio messages on DM than I, than I can here in a monologue, all right? But this is how I think of it, guys. When I talk wealth strategy, I let people know, hey, what, is you, you know, what, do, you want, what do you believe you're going to want to do when you're 55? Does it include being at a gym at 5 a.m.? Does it include closing down the doors? Does it include being in a warehouse without air conditioning? Does it include selling memberships? Like, and, if, and if you're like, yes, 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 then, you know, good for you, man. Then you've got, you know, hopefully just keep saving up and take the money, put in a high yield savings account or put in some safe like index funds and, and retire, you know, whenever you want, go for it. I think the, the better strategy and the more likely strategy for most people is like, Stu, I've been doing this eight years. I really can't see myself doing this another eight at this technician level or at this manager level. I've built a good thing. What do I do? Well, 
you got to start deploying that money towards a wealth strategy and let's come up with one. What is that wealth going to be? Is it going to be stocks? Is it going to be the, you know, uh, is it going to be the market and index funds? Is it going to be commercial real estate? Is it going to be residential house flipping? Is it going to be investing in other projects, businesses, operate with, you know, whatever it may be. I will tell you this right now, as someone who is sitting here with that three prong approach, the gym, the uh, real estate, and then WTF, do you know which one is the one to get axed first if I had to ax? You know it. You fucking know it. It's the gym. A hundred thousand percent. Why? Because it is the one that makes the least wealth. That, like, I don't know about you guys, I have a daughter. I want her to be able to benefit from having a dad who fucking kicked ass in his, in his life. That's what's called wealth. I have, like, I'm not hitting here trying to be gym, you know, the best gym owner in the world. Nobody will ever know or care about the best gym owner in the world, but my family will truly appreciate a man who made the right moves in somewhat of a selfless fashion, selfless fashion, to ensure some generational wealth for my family that will come after me. That's, that's, and that's my aspiration. That might not be yours. But if that is yours, it's more in line with it, we need to get on a call because you need to set that game plan up. People think I just decided to buy a building. Like I saw a listing on LoopNet. I was like, oh, that's a good deal. I'm gonna go buy that. No, you fucking moron. You realize how long you have to, like you have to save up. You have to plan. You can't be like, uh, I'm just gonna try to get by day to day, month to month, get by, get by. Oh, I wanna buy a building. I had someone get on a call with me be like, I think I'm gonna buy a building. I'm like, no, you're not. I fucking guarantee you you're not. I've looked at your numbers for literally 20 minutes. I know for a fact you're not buying a building short of someone buying it for you. And they're like, yeah, but I think I can, I'm like, no, 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 you're missing the point. That you missed the first step. You have to create a successful gym that is cash flowing this wealth strategy. Not, you got, you know, an inheritance from grandma who died, you won the lottery, you got lucky, not that shit. Like, if that happens, fuck yeah, dope, good for you. But I'm talking a legit wealth strategy is gonna come from you guys who bust your ass and you run a good gym and you use the money intelligently. I did an audit recently and I literally have a guy, 12 grand a year for nine years is what they spent on equipment. I'll say that again. I've been repeating myself a lot on this podcast. I looked over their books for the past 12 years. I'm sorry, past nine years. They have spent 12 grand every year on equipment. Fucking insane. What kind of gym do you have where you have fucking, you know, almost $100,000 of equipment like that? I mean, you have the shit you opened with. You know what that $100,000, nine months or nine years times 12, right? You know what that would have done? For you in a wealth strategy, get the fuck out of here. But some of us, we're just, we're just looking so, we're looking three feet in front of us where the winners, the people that are actually, you know, the people that are going to be able to do what they want to do when they want to do it for years to come, we're not looking three feet in front of us. We're fucking looking three blocks down and sometimes we've got our eyes closed and we're visioning what's around the corner before anybody even sees it. So anyway, I'm going to kind of stop here on this rant. Guys, if you want to get on a call and you want to discuss coming up with a wealth strategy similar to my journey or a different one because you have different opportunities, please shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to discuss with you and figure out a way for you to have something in place that you feel really fucking solid about. All right, guys, until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day. 
Are you tired of the music in your gym? Do your workouts bring the right energy, but you've got dead spots in your playlist that just don't match up? I know exactly what you're talking about. Every trainer loves bumping M&Ms till I collapse, but no trainer or client wants to hear that 28-second slow tempo buildup that comes with that amazing song. That's the problem with playlists. You have to go through an entire song just to get to the next one. That's why DJ mixes are perfect alternative for working out when compared to a playlist. They mix the hype part of the music together when you need it to bring the energy. And then they can drop the beat down low and chill for when you're hitting the cool down stretch or even in between an intense interval. You now can have a DJ inside of your gym every damn day with Reflex Radio. Reflex Radio provides trainers and gyms the ability to make every workout an experience with curated mixes synced to match the intensity of their planned workout. It's simple. You design your workout inside of their software. You then assign a flex level to each part of the workout. You can make it chill during the warmups and then let it slap and hit hard when your members need it the most. You choose the genres that you want mixed in, and boom, you've got a custom DJ mix that fits your class flow perfectly. Guys, if you have not already registered for a two-week trial of Reflex Radio, head on over to reflexradio.com. That's reflex-radio.com, and you can sign up for a two-week free trial. Please, your members deserve it. Your music experience deserves it. Head on over to reflex-radio.com and get signed up for your free two-week trial.